One more item. Here's something a lot of us have in common. Broken appliances. Broken air conditioner. Broken down heating system. Broken down washer dryer. Broken down refrigerator. And if you're a homeowner, you know just how expensive it is to get one of those things fixed, let alone what happens if more than one appliance breaks down at the same time. Well, if you're a homeowner, you can get all of your appliances on a warranty plan that guarantees protection for all of your home appliances in case they break down. And best of all, it will only cost you about a dollar a day. Call the Home Service Club at 800-264-3168, 800-264-3168. The call is free, and if you're one of the first 25 callers, your first month membership in the Home Service Club will also be free. Home Service Club, warranty plan, Guarantees protection for all of your appliances for less than a dollar a day. 800-264-3168. 800-264-3168. Hi, this is Eric Roberts, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Peace out. Have you always been a censor? No, no. Well, when I was around 13, I started to realize that I was a little different from the other kids. I didn't like some of the things that were being said, particularly the jokes, I thought that there ought to be a set of rules about what you could say and what you couldn't say. A standard, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. I wanted to tell the most popular kid in the school that he couldn't say anything to anybody without checking with me first. Well, that's how it works now. See, nobody at this network, not one writer, not one actor, can say anything to the American people without checking with me first. It's better than working for the government. Ed Robertson, along with our guest Basil Hoffman. Basil has appeared in two Academy Award-winning Best Pictures, plus he has worked with 14 Oscar-winning actors, two Oscar-winning cinematographers, and several Academy Award-winning directors, one of whom being Robert Redford. In fact, Basil is one of just two actors who has worked with Redford four times in his career, twice as an actor and twice being directed by Robert Redford. Basil has also written two books, Acting and How to Be Good at It, and Cold Reading and How to Be Good at It. Acting and How to Be Good at It is also the name of the two-day workshop that Basil will lead in Albuquerque, New Mexico on Saturday, July 25th and Sunday, July 26th. And the workshop will particularly focus on the art of the monologue. For those who attend the workshop in person, the workshop will follow CDC guidelines with regard to social distancing, mask wearing, class sizes, and sanitation. Every actor who attends the workshop will receive a signed copy of Basil's book, Acting and How to Be Good at It. Actors who cannot attend the workshop in person can still watch it via Zoom webinar for a fee of $99. For more information or to register, go to basilhoffmanworkshops.com. Basilhoffmanworkshops.com. I want to ask about just a few of the people that you've worked with throughout your career, but there's one thing I want to go back to. Early in our conversation, you told our listeners about how um, when you first came out to L.A., you made a point of, of getting to know, contacting, reaching out to as many casting directors as possible. And that was really, that, that was really the foundation 
on which you built your, your screen career. And for those who may not know this, folks, that was a very shrewd move on Basil's part because this was around the time, the early 70s, when casting directors were really, the, the role of the casting director was really becoming very prominent. Up to that point, up to say, you know, the 60s and such, it was the power of the director. But in the decade between like the mid 60s and the, and the early 70s, when you first came to Hollywood, casting directors were becoming much more important. Extremely important, powerful, because, because they, were, they were the door to the job. And agents are not the door to the job. Agents are looking for jobs for their actors just like the actor's looking for a job. Well, the actor can just steer clear of the middleman mm -hmm. and go right to where the jobs are. And I will tell you that many of these uh, casting directors said that, uh, that they would call me, and a lot of them did, and I wound up getting these jobs. And one of the casting directors I called was a casting director named Tom Jennings mm -hmm. at Warner Brothers. And Tom introduced me to a very important uh, Hollywood uh, manager who was also a lawyer who was representing at that time, uh, and I'll throw out some names here. I think some of the actors who will listen to this may be too young to know who these people uh, were, but I can tell you that they were huge stars. And uh, he represented Burl Ives, John Ireland, Ralph Malone, Cesar Romero, Joseph Cotton, and me. And I was this actor, and I was known mm -hmm. by the casting directors as this actor who had come from New York, who didn't have an agent, but had a lawyer. Yeah. And, and they knew that they had to call my lawyer <laughs> to negotiate and, and for billing and all kinds of contract questions. And they just mused at it. I, 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 think, I think they were actually uh, entertained in a way by the idea that this actor from New York had some way weaseled his way into their office uh, through a phone call yeah. and actual appointments, and that when they called me to tell me that they were hiring me for a job, they knew that the next thing that would happen would be I would tell them, okay, but I can't discuss anything about uh, the contract. And and then the, the Cassie Rick would say, I know, I have to call your lawyer. <laughs> Well, that way you can focus on the part. You can focus on the part. You can focus on the character, yep. and you and and you can you you can focus on why that would be a good character for you to play. Which is which is another key difference between an agent and a casting director. Casting directors they tend to look for the right actor for for that particular part whereas agents tend to think okay you're looking to fill a need i have an actor who's available to fill that need but they he or she may not be the best actor for that particular part yes in fact agents will often not only say that i have the actor who's perfect for the part but they'll say i have five actors who are perfect for the part yeah so an actor signed with an agent must know that he or she is in competition with five other actors yeah. who were at that agency. I'll say one more thing about Tom Jennings. This is so important. Tom became an agent about six months after I had met him. And he became an agent at the Writers and Artists Agency, which was one of the most important agencies in Hollywood. And he said, Basil, I want you to be my client. And I said, okay, done. 
and then and it was an agency that was representing huge, huge clients at that time. And I knew that Tom cared because he was interested in me and my career. And he, he said, "Who do you need to meet?" He said, "You probably met everybody in Hollywood." And I said, "Well, uh, Tom, you know, I knew an, a casting director in New York named Alan Shane. He's out here, and I, I haven't been able to meet him. And, and I know that I'd like to just just uh, reacquaint with him." And Tom said. Alan, I knew Alan at Warner Brothers. He had an office next door to mine. I'll call him. <laughs> and Alan Shane was the head of feature casting at Warner Brothers. I met Alan. He remembered me from New York. We talked for a while. He said, Basil, uh, I have something coming up that I think you're going to be right for. And that was the job that changed my career, and that was all the president's men. And I am forever grateful to Tom Jennings for that. And it made my... Uh, uh, I got a relationship with Robert Redford. I did four pictures with Redford, and I started to do big Hollywood movies after that. And four years, and this is for actors to know, four years after I was rejected by every agent I had met in Hollywood, four years after that, I was invited to join the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Science. <laughs> I've done so many big pictures and some wonderful roles in those pictures for A-list directors, big, big studio productions. So actors have to know that the rejection might be the best thing that ever happened to them. Basil is one of just two actors who has worked with Redford four times in his career, twice as an actor and twice being directed by Robert Redford. Acting and how to be good at it is the name of the two-day workshop that Basil will lead in Albuquerque, New Mexico on Saturday, July 25th and Sunday, July 26th. And the workshop will particularly focus on the art of the monologue. For those who attend the workshop in person, the workshop will follow CDC guidelines with regard to social distancing, mask wearing, class sizes, and sanitation. Actors who cannot attend the workshop in person can still watch it via Zoom webinar for a fee of $99. For more information or to register, go to basilhoffmanworkshops.com. Basilhoffmanworkshops.com. You were also shrewd, Basil, in that at the time you first came out to LA, it was the last vestiges of what I would call the line of demarcation between working in television and working in feature motion pictures, which is the mentality was you did one, you didn't do both. And if you were fortunate enough as you were to get your foot in the world of feature motion pictures, you did not go back into television. But you, you seem to take a different approach. You seem to look for work, the best parts you can find, regardless of the medium. Yep, yep. And, and, and I learned an important a lesson, and I, I don't want to go into why I learned the lesson, but for the last 30 years of my career, I've tried very hard to say yes to every offer that I get. My manager and I try very hard to find some reason for me to take the job. And sometimes the money isn't there. Uh, sometimes somebody can't afford. Oh, and then we have two rules, by the way, my manager and I. And, and, and the first rule is we don't expect any producer to pay me more than they can afford to pay. And we also don't expect any producer to pay me less than they can afford to pay. 
That's fair. <laughs> and that has worked out very well. Yeah. And and the very first thing that I tell my manager is after I've read a script, if I want to do the job, I say his name is Brad Lamack, mm-hmm. and I say Brad, I want to do this. This I love this role. Uh, let's see how we can make it happen. And Brad gets on it, and and often we sometimes we can't. Sometimes sometimes it would cost me so much money or for some there's some other situation where I can't take the job but we try very hard to make it possible for me to do the job I was delighted to see that you worked with Carl Reiner in one of my favorite movies of the last 30 years all of me yes well I'll tell you a story I had auditioned for that movie I auditioned for the role of an attorney and I didn't get the job Mm -hmm. And my agent at the time calls me, and says, this is just the 1980s, mm-hmm. and my agent calls me and says, Basil, uh, Carl uh, doesn't want you for the lawyer. He says he wants you to be the uh, court reporter. And that's the guy who types on this little machine. Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't want to do that. And he said, well, okay, we'll, we'll turn him down. And my agent calls me back. He says, Basil, Carl really wants you to do that part. And here's what he's offering in terms of money. I said, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And finally, it got to the point, and I think, I kept saying no, and I think it got to be a little little thing between me and Carl. And Carl was thinking to himself, who in the hell does Basil Hoffman think he is? <laughs> Turning me down, I'm, I'm directing this big movie. Oh, and he can't turn me down. So finally, my, my agent calls me and says, Basil, here's what Carl wants to do. Now, this is the 1980s. Mm-hmm. He says, Carl will pay you $5,000 for three days. You can't tell anybody else. Would you take the job? I said, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's how I got in the movie. And it was a little, I think it was a little feud between me and Carl. <laughs> And I never discussed it with him, but but I I, I always got a look from him, like how in the hell did you make me do this? Uh, it was funny. And, and and by the way, he was a terrific guy. That's just a terrific guy to work with. That's that's what I've been told. I've never had the pleasure of talking to him, but I've been told that he was an actor's director, and that because he knew what it he he knew because he was an actor, he knew how to talk to actors and treat actors as people on the set yeah he, he, he was he was an actor's director and by the way i have observed that there are really two types of directors and by the way even though i prefer one over the other it's not a bad thing but but there are actor first directors and by that i mean the the director wants to see how the actor is going to to do the scene what the actor is going to do and then, then he shoots that. And then there are directors who have already set up the camera when you walk on the set. And I'll, I'll give you a, a number of instances of both who I've worked for. Alan J. Pakula, Richard Benjamin, mm-hmm. Sidney Pollock mm-hmm. were actor-first directors. They wanted to see what the actor would do. And I'll tell you a little story about Sidney Pollock in a minute. And then there are camera-first directors who already have the camera set when you get on the set, or tend to do that. And the Coen brothers are, are in that category, who I've worked with. 
and Steven Spielberg is in that category. And from the results that they get from their actors and the, the results that they get in the final production of their movies, I would say that one really is not superior to the other, although I prefer to work with a director who wants to see what the actor does before, before he does anything. When I worked for Sidney Pollack on The Electric Horseman, mm -hmm. uh, we, we were shooting a lot of it in Caesar's Palace in, uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, and by the way, we were staying in Caesar's Palace. What a dream that was. Mm -hmm. That was nice. But, but uh, we were shooting in, in one of the rooms, and, uh, and there were five or six actors in this scene. I was in the scene. Nicholas Coster was in the scene. James Sicking, Jim Klein, mm -hmm. Jane Fonda, John Saxon. A number of us were in the scene. And we were all there waiting for Sidney. And Sidney comes in, and he says, uh, you know, we had a little chat for a minute. He says, uh, all right, he said, uh, anybody have any questions? And nobody did. And then said, Sidney said, okay, let's see it. And Sidney wanted the actors to block the scene. Oh, wow. He wanted the actors to know where they belonged in the scene, where the character belonged in the scene, how the scene would go. And after we did it, he gave a few notes, asked a couple of questions. And the only thing he asked me was, he said, Basil, can you do the same thing seated? Because I was standing. And it was easy for him to shoot it. Yeah. I was seated. And then, and then he said, okay. He said, uh, I, I want to bring, he said, take a few minutes. He said, I'll bring Owen in. Owen Roisman, the great, great cinematographer, mm -hmm. five times Oscar nominated cinematographer. Uh, Owen Roisman, he says, I'll bring Owen in. I want Owen to look at it, and then we'll, uh, we'll light it and we'll shoot it. So, so that was it. And then, by the way, I was so sad when Sidney died, and I, I still think about, about it. He was so generous to me. He wrote that very short, sweet uh, foreword for my acting book, Acting and How to Be Good at It. And every time I met Sidney, he was complimentary about some movie that he'd seen me in. What a sweet, dear guy, great director, also a terrific actor. And... Uh, for the second edition of my book, I wrote a little tribute to Sidney. He had died before the second edition came out. I wrote a little thing about him in the book. Acting and How to Be Good at It is not only the name of one of Basil's books, it is also the name of the two-day workshop that he will lead in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Saturday, July 25th, Sunday, July 26th. Uh, for more information, basilhoffmanworkshops.com, basilhoffmanworkshops.com. We'll talk about some of Basil's work in television after this quick timeout here on TV Confidential. An adult elephant can weigh up to six tons. The average person, 150 pounds. Ever heard of carfentanil? It's a large wild animal tranquilizer. Illegal drug dealers lace heroin with it. It can kill the average human. If you or a loved one is addicted to opiates, even pain pills, don't wait until it's too late. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. We care. Many of us have been where you are. We'll take you or a loved one away from the drug environment to a place you can clean out safely. Plus, we'll work with your insurance company to make sure you get the treatment you need. And with a Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed by law to get away for help without telling your employer why. 
Call now to save a life. 866-490-3991-866-490-3991-866-490-3991. Hi, this is Jacqueline Smith. You're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson, author friend Donna Allen Figueroa, who I understand has a new book out. Yes, it's entitled Fall Again Beginnings. It's the first part of a four-part contemporary romantic series uh, set against the background of working actors. Something that you know a, little, a thing or two well, about. Well, you write what you know, and I have been working in the business for several years. It is not necessarily autobiographical, but it's based on... Sure, many of the experiences that the actors in my book have. Many have happened to me. Many have happened to friends of mine. It's not if you're looking for... Valley of the Dolls, it's not, it's grounded in reality. It is grounded in reality, and it's the first in a series. Yes. Called the Fall Again series. Fall Again. Which is available as a paperback as well as an ebook and in Kindle at fallagainseries.com. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at tvconfidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.